I would just like to put at the beginning of this episode a trigger warning because there will be some talk about self-harm, eating disorders, and suicide. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to Still Figuring It Out. I'm your host, Kirsty. It is so good to hear from you guys. Um, I'm coming at you on a Friday morning, and I think the sound projection might be a little bit better because I am not in my closet recording this, so I'm hoping the quality will be better, if not hopefully the same. Um, I'm actually in my dining room. I have the door closed. I have the lights off. I have a gorgeous view of the trees with the leaves still hopefully trying to change soon. We have like a little like fire escape Terrence thing. It's really not all that great, but I have that overlooking me with some natural light coming in. It just, you guys, it has been a really great morning. Um, I kind of, I allowed myself to have a slow morning. I mean, I say that and I still woke up at seven o'clock in the morning. I have the day off today. And the best part about this day off is that I have the whole place to myself. People are at work, people are at school, people are away. It's the greatest feeling. And I didn't think something as small and insignificant as having a place to myself would bring me so much joy and happiness and such a change in my mood from how I've been this past week. Because I've talked about how I've had been feeling burnt out lately and just... Like I'm kind of in this whole big rut. I actually wrote an article for my freelancing job about how I said I'm not happy, but I'm getting there. And I think that's such a common occurrence to how a lot of people are feeling, especially with this year and how things have been. But for me, it's just always been a constant for me. When people ask you like, oh, are you happy? And it's like, you know, it changes every day. I can have the best days of my life where I can create such great memories that I can look back at when I have those bad days. And then I can have really terrible days where the thought of getting out of bed and just making myself a meal is so hard. It's so tiring, exhausting. And, you know, I said to myself, I am giving myself permission to take a break, to settle in in this day, to have a good day. I actually didn't go to bed till like probably 1130 when I've been going to bed at 10, almost 1030 this whole week. Um, it was really nice. I mean, granted, I didn't do anything but go on TikTok when I said I was going to read, but regardless of that, I did that and it was so, it was just really, really great. And so this morning I woke up at seven, but you know what? I stayed in bed until eight. I tried to fall back asleep. I couldn't. I heard the hustle and bustle of the outside, which I'm hopefully it's not as bad because where my dining room is overlooks the back of the place and the front is where all the traffic and noise is. So there's a little bit in between. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna change where I am because I really am just happy about not being trapped in my closet with all my clothes near me, sitting on a stool with my table being my three plastic drawers in the darkness and I don't have to have my phone as my flashlight to look at my notes and my battery won't die quickly. Um, That is my reality, but you know what, it's totally fine because I love doing this and you guys, I woke up with the best surprise ever. And you know, I say this a lot when it comes to my writing, when it comes to this, when it comes to anything, I do not care about the numbers. The numbers mean nothing to me. The fact that people want to listen to what I have to say for 45 minutes or longer, maybe sometimes less if we're lucky, probably not because I'm going to be talking a lot, but it means more to me than you will ever know. And I woke up today 
to 300 plays on my podcast. And, you know, I started this at the very end of May. I think like May 31st, I released my first episode. So, you know, we'll say it's been at least like four months. It hasn't been completely five, four months and I've gotten 300 plays. You guys, when I was even starting this, I didn't think anyone would want to listen to this. And I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to keep going, even though I kind of want to give up because it doesn't seem like it's worth it. But I am just, I'm so happy. I'm so proud of myself for getting out of my comfort zone, for doing something that was scary and out of the box. And I'm fucking proud. And if you have something that you're proud of and you don't think it's getting the recognition or you don't think that you're good enough at it or you think you're going to quit, please, please continue with it. I have had multiple times, this is my 18th episode I'm recording, and I've had multiple times when I was halfway through, maybe on like my third episode where I was like, where is this going? I barely have 20 plays, like this isn't going to be anything, no one cares. But you can't have that negative mentality in your mind. You just, you can't do that. I'm not allowing you to do that. Because that is such bad negative talk and we can't do that to ourselves. Especially during such a time of uncertainty, we have to keep going even if we don't know what the path is going to lead us down in the long run. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing sometimes. And I think a lot of people feel that way. There are a lot of things that I don't know what is happening and I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or next year or next month. But you know what? I am going to keep doing the things that I love because... I deserve it and I'm not going to let something like uncertainty take me away from the fact that I'm doing things that I love and things that I never dreamed would be possible. And you know, another good thing, I'm going to get to my morning, but another good thing that happened to me this past week, um, it was just, it was things that brought me joy. You know, I talk about how much I love Halloween is my favorite holiday. October is my favorite month. I wish I was an October baby. I'm not, I'm a February baby. Only great holiday there is Valentine's Day, which it sucks, regardless. You know, I had a Sunday off. And if you work in retail like I do, you know that weekends are not normal for people that work in retail. You don't get weekends off. You have sporadic days you get off. You don't have a regular 9 to 5 job. So I had a Sunday off. And I was talking to my mom and I said, you know what? I want to do something fun. I want to go pumpkin picking. I want to go to a corn maze. So we did it. And you know, it's stuff like that. When you think about stuff you want to do, you can't just talk about it. You have to do it. Actions speak louder than words. And I fully 100% believe that if you are talking about something you want to do, then go out and do it. I was like, Oh, you know, it's just a suggestion. But no, I said to myself, this is something I want to do. God knows when I'll ever get another weekend off or a weekend or Saturday or Sunday off or to spend with my family. I wanted to do it. And we did. And it was such a great day. It was a little warm out, but it was worth it. We went in the corn maze. We did pumpkin picking. Pumpkins were carved. It was a really, really special Sunday. And it's moments like that where I want to be able to look back and remember them by. Even on a year like this when it's so shitty, there are still good things that can be sprinkled in during it. You can still look for those little special moments and silver linings that can help push you forward and get you through. So that was good. And then, you know, I worked that this last Saturday, got home around like nine. I was tired, but I got a text from my mom saying that my diploma came in the mail. 
six months later, my diploma came in the mail. I am now what I believe to be officially a master. I am a master of fine arts and creative writing and you know, it's kind of crazy. I don't know why I'm getting emotional. I swear it's not the biggest deal, but it is. You know, I, I don't know if it's just me or maybe you feel this way too. I feel like I downplay a lot of my accomplishments, a lot of my successes because I feel like they're not good enough from what other people see, from other people's perspectives. But you know what? I'm, I'm fucking proud of the fact that I worked my ass off for two years and I have a degree. I have a master's of fine arts. I did that. Nobody helped me. Nobody did any of the process. It was all of me. And I had times when I wanted to quit. And I had times where I was so upset or I was stressed or I was going through shit in my life, which is one of the topics that we're talking about in this episode, going through a breakup when you're just starting college. Grad school at that point is so hard. But you know what? If And I'm going to say, if it wasn't for that person, I wouldn't have had all these writing ideas. I wouldn't have all these stories. I wouldn't have this fucking podcast. And I'm never being thankful for a guy to do that for me. I did it all on my own. You were just an experience. I was a creator. I made you. But enough of that. I got my diploma. And so that day when we went to do the fall things, I was like, you know what? I want to go and I want to get a frame for it because I'm proud. And we put it up and it's now below my undergrad degree and now I have the two most expensive things in my room um Lone Star coming out next March we're already saving up we have a plan um (laughs) but I'm so proud and so it's been it's been a good week has it been kind of stressful yes work is starting to get that time of year where a lot of stuff is coming in surplus and it gets very difficult to put stuff out when there's no room for stuff and I think the worst habit of mine is that I let things get to me too much than they should. And I like to be that person where I go into work, I leave out all of my personal problems, I go home and I don't bring my work with me. But lately I have unfortunately been bringing my work home with me and I've been stressed out and I've had such low energy to the point where I don't want to do my other work that I love doing, which is my writing. I wrote an article last night and... You know, I've written three articles this week. Do I want to do another one? Yes. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. But it's just when something of yours gets in the way of something else that is a passion of yours, you can't let it get to you that much. And I know that's such an easy thing for me to say, you know, instead of doing it because I'm one to talk. I'm a hypocrite for saying it. But we have to just allow ourselves to not let... Stuff like that gets to us. And I'm trying harder every day to not let that be a thing. You know, I'm trying to do things to settle myself down, to unwind my mind. And, you know, I've said this before in a couple of my episodes. I have been watching shows at night on Netflix finally. I haven't watched Netflix in months, you guys. I'm not exaggerating. Like, sitting down, fully watching a show through. And I'm glad that Netflix has come out with, like, their originals. And they have, like, ten episodes in the season so far so I just finished watching Emily in Paris which was 10 episodes and I actually wrote an article on it for my internship saying um and some of the French critics didn't really like it and they make really good points I I gave the series a six or seven out of ten was it a fun thing to watch 
before I went to bed? Yes, because it wasn't a lot of confusion, it wasn't a lot of knowledge, it wasn't a lot of things to get my mind rattling. It was just something calming and fun to watch. Was it the best thing I've ever watched? No. I love Lily Collins as an actress, as a person. But it wasn't the best thing I watched. Was it better than some of the other shows I've been watching? Yes. But regardless, do with what you will with that. If you're looking for a show to watch, I would still recommend it. It's a quick binge watch show. You can get it done in one day. They're only a half an hour episodes. Less than that. 25 to 30 minutes. So always a good suggestion. I'm always out for suggestions as well. So I love giving it to people. Um, but... You know, when it comes to just feeling burnt out lately, the biggest advice I can give to not only myself and to other people is to find things that can help you unwind. And I'm not talking about self-care with things like, oh, taking a bath or pouring a glass of wine or having a face mask, you know, or putting bath salts in and just having a candle burning. Those aren't all about self-care. Do I like those things? Yes. Have I done those? Yes. I did it a couple Fridays ago or Saturdays and it was phenomenal. I loved it. Stayed in the bath for like 45 minutes. Loved it. But, you know, my routine at night has just been, I get into bed. I try to put my phone away. Try the keyword. I light one of my four candles. I have fall ones going on right now. My mom bought me like a mold cider one. So I've been using that one a little bit. Just like calming ones. I actually might go to Bath and Body Works today and get the stress relief candle. You know, I'm, tr- I'm treating myself today. I hit 300 plays. I've worked my ass off. I had a hard week at work. I have a day off. I want to go out and I want to treat myself. But I will light a candle and I'll either read or I'll watch a show. That has been my routine during the week. Weekends, sometimes are the same. Sometimes I'm just too tired that I don't feel like doing anything. And that's totally fine too. It sucks that it's like that, but that can be life sometimes. So I, find, I have found ways to maintain a balance in my life and not get, let things get so out of hand because I have been someone who has let things consume me to the point where I don't know how to settle back. And that has been something so good for me um and trying to learn to keep a healthy but busy schedule while maintaining my sanity and it's not easy sometimes I have better days than some but you know I make the effort to have at least one or two plans during the week my weekends are kind of filled with work but I mean next Saturday I have a day off I am not kidding you guys when I say I have not had a Saturday off unless it's been requested. The only time I requested a Saturday off was the weekend for my mom's wedding. The day of my mom's wedding. I have not had a Saturday off since I went back to work in June. And I am so excited to have a Saturday off. I already told my friend because he goes up to see his boyfriend in Westerly. And I said, you know what? I have a day off. I'm letting you know. I want to come up there. I want to do the fall things. And I just want to have a good day. I don't care if I am working on that Sunday bright and early or closing. I am giving myself permission to have a good Saturday. And that's something I'm looking forward to. That's something that's going to get me through this next week. And another thing that's going to get me through this weekend is that Monday, although I didn't have it off like most people might, I took it off because I am going with my friends, the same people I went to Salem with. We are going to a cider place, which if you know me, you know I love hard cider. I love it so much. We're going to a cider mill that has apple cider donuts. 
their wine, their drinks. I'm so excited and we're going to a vineyard after. And I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. I'm spending time with people. And it's just really something great to look forward to. And I'm really excited. So I also wanted to give an update on my ear. So I went yesterday morning, got it all cleaned out, the medication and stuff. And he said, it, it's finally healing. Um, it's still a little hard to hear things a little, but it's not blocked. It's not going in and out, being blocked. It's not as painful. He said, I don't have to be on medication anymore. Um, he said to just do like a once daily routine for a little bit of mixing um, together equal parts white vinegar, alcohol, like rubbing alcohol, hydrogen peroxide, and warm water, putting it in a little solution, and dipping a Q-tip and putting it in my ear to help dry it, because there is still some like wetness, but he cleaned, for the most part, everything out. And he said it looked good. So I'm very happy about that, that I could hear, and that I don't have any recurring pain in my jaw or my head, because that was really scary, but... Thought I would update you on my saga because it's literally been two months since this has been going on. And I'm glad that I am at a point where I am doing better. I'm literally knocking on wood. But that is what I'm hoping. So a very long chat. But now we are going to get into the topic of this podcast, which if you have seen the title, you will know it is about... I don't want to do like a how-to, but it's on surviving a breakup. And I will be the first to tell you guys that I... I'm an expert at getting my heart broken, but I am still intact. I am proof that it's possible to still keep it together. And maybe you're listening to this right now and you are in the worst situation of your life right now. You just got your heart broken by somebody and you feel like absolute shit. You feel like the world is against you. You feel like you'll never find love again. You feel like you are worthless. And I'm telling you this because I think at this time, two years ago, I... I was in probably the worst state of my entire life. And that may sound dramatic, but I was. And I didn't realize it until it took me two years almost to finally heal from it. And that seems like a lot of time, and maybe it is. But maybe you're at that point in your life right now where you're in that shitty situation and you say to yourself, I don't even know if I can make it to tomorrow. And you guys, I'm already starting to cry because this is, it's such an emotional thing to talk about, you know? Getting broken up with, whether you're the one doing it, but we're mainly going to be talking about someone breaking up with you. It's hard on both ends. And, you know, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to talk about a really tough relationship, a really tough breakup I had, because I want you guys to know that it can get better. And I'm not, I'm not a magical person. I can't grant you that wish of knowing when it will happen. I can't see into your future to know the exact day that it's going to get better. And there is no exact day. But there are little fragments that help push you forward by pushing those memories away. And I'm not saying to get rid of them completely. I say this with every person I have encountered in my life, even the bad people. I don't wish anything bad upon them. I don't regret anything I've ever done with that person because they have taught me a lesson. And I never want to discard those memories so much to the point where I can't even remember them. I I don't want to do that. And 
if you feel, again, if you feel like you can't get past where you are right now, because I know it seems hard and I'm probably talking in circles right now, but you know, I have so much emotion towards a subject like this because it's such a shitty feeling. It's such a scary feeling. It's such, it's a horrible feeling to get broken up with by somebody, especially when it was someone that maybe you thought you were going to spend the rest of your life with, that you thought that person was end game. You thought this person was a person that was going to fix all the problems you had in your past about all the bad guys that you're with. And you finally thought you found someone good. You got off that road of a bad path of stringy relationships that strung you along and got you nowhere except more chips of your heart being broken off. And you thought this person was going to pick all those pieces up together and put them back. And that's just not, that's not how it happened. And I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck if I'm getting emotional because if you're not upset about something like that, then what even? If you are crying right now or you feel the pain or maybe that little memory of someone like that in your life, even if you're happy now, makes you upset, then that is so normal. It is okay to cry. And I'm going to give you guys tips on what to do and what to don't when surviving a breakup, but that's going to be later. But it is okay to still feel hurt for somebody. I maybe sound like a liar. I said, you know what? It's been two years and I'm over this person, but you know what? I was literally... I still never talked about my morning. Um, <laughs> I finally got out of bed. I made a good breakfast. I had a smoothie, which I'm still drinking now. I had avocado toast and a rice cake. I did my skincare routine, brushed my teeth, all that stuff. I lit some candles. I was cleaning my room because I didn't realize that white furniture gets really dirty and dusty. I was cleaning the surfaces of my furniture and I had my Spotify playlist going of just like the ones that they recommend you, like the playlist that they make for you. And I was listening to music and I hope I'm not the only one. I feel like I'm not, but you have certain artists or songs or albums, even with movies or shows where you can't watch or listen to them because it reminds you of a person. And I happened to be listening to an artist. It wasn't even a song. It was just an artist. And it made me think of my ex and I started crying. I could feel my lip quivering. I was like, you know what, be the strong person. But I'm like, you know what? You don't always have to be the stronger person. You can cry because showing weakness is not stupid. It is valid. You are a human being with a heart and a soul. And if you feel something that is giving you such immense emotion and pain, then just cry. I don't care if you're a male. I don't care if you're a female. I don't care what you identify yourself as. You are allowed to feel that emotion. You're not allowed to suppress it because from my experience, suppressing my emotions has only put me in a bad downward spiral to where it all spontaneously combusts. And then I feel everything all at once. And you know what? It's fucking terrible. You keep it all inside of yourself. It's like you're a balloon. And, you know, you think that you're keeping it all in, but it's really expanding more. You don't think you can see it. It's not like a balloon where you can obviously see it. It's inside of you. But 
it metaphorically bursts like when you pop a balloon or when a balloon just pops because it has so much pressure on it to the point where it can't keep it all together. And that's sometimes how people feel when they don't want to express their emotions, when they don't want to just have a cry and cry it out. And I've done that more times than enough to know that that is not the way to go. It is not the way to do it. Um, It's just not. It's an unhealthy coping mechanism to get through. And you might think that you're better off by doing that because you're giving that person the benefit of the doubt of being like, okay, I don't feel anything. But deep down, you're just lying to yourself. You know, you're saying that, oh, I'm better than this person. But in reality, you're hurting. And maybe you don't want to show your emotion because maybe this person isn't. And that person isn't showing emotion and broke up with you. And then they, first of all, are assholes. Because how dare they break your heart and then not show any remorse for it. And second of all, you dodged a bullet. Because this person clearly didn't care enough about you to feel anything about letting go of you. You know, and I'm going to talk about my relationship. That wasn't how it happened when we broke up. My ex was more emotional than I had ever seen him in our relationship. And I'm going to get into how it happened and all that stuff. Because you know what? I'm hoping that if I can talk about it, then other people can, I hope not relate, but just listen and get something from it. And it's just like one of those moments in your life where you never forget certain moments, whether they be the best in your life or the worst in your life. And for that, I can still never forget the moment it happened. And I still remember the words clear as day. I remember his face. I remember my actions. And it was terrible, but, you know, I, I did this really petty thing where I celebrate the fact that he broke up with me because in that moment, yes, I was a fucking wreck. I was so far gone from everything. Um, I didn't know who I was. I lost who I was because I put so much of my identity into a person. I became part of them. I did everything for that person. Not not to try to make that person feel shitty. I just, I'd never been in a long-term or serious relationship. What I thought. And so I didn't really know how to act. I became this overly obsessive, needy person who would cry at the thought of not being able to see my ex the next day because I gave up so much of myself to put towards this person. And that is... Red flag number one, unhealthy coping mechanism number one. That is not a healthy relationship. And it took me after the fact to realize that I didn't know who the fuck I was. I lost so much of myself to be with this person. And I don't blame this person. I blame myself for allowing me to be that type of person. And if that's what you are, right now in a relationship is you're giving, you know, I've kind of talked about this with like the settling, you know, if you're giving more to this person than they are giving back to you and reciprocating, then something is off. Nothing is going, it's not going right, basically. Um, You know, one of my biggest issues that I have recognized from my past relationship is that I 
still am and was not a very good communicator. I am very bad at expressing my feelings to somebody. I can express it right here. I can express it in my writing, sometimes to my friends. But when it comes to relationships with like family or a significant other, I'm very bad at opening up because I feel like I become sort of a burden or I feel like I'm putting my problems out there to people that are either A, not going to listen, B, try to change it, or C, don't get it. And I feel like I'm wasting my time and energy and breath on somebody. And maybe that's not a great way to see it. Or maybe I'm picking shitty people that I don't feel I can be myself to. And that's all on how I feel and whatever you see yourself as. But if it's a pattern, then you kind of have to stop and think, is what I'm doing my fault or is it their fault that I don't feel comfortable to open up to. And it can go hand in hand, back and forth. You know, not one person is more to blame than the other. Sometimes it can be equal. Sometimes it can be a little teetering on one person's side. But you have to have, like any healthy relationship, a great form of communication. You have to be able to say, okay, I didn't like what you did here, or this made me uncomfortable, this made me upset today. Let's talk about it. Let's try to see what we can get from it. And having healthy conversations. And I was someone who suppressed a lot of my emotions. Um, I still do it sometimes. And I have had people from my past relationships say that you had this wall up on you. That I tried so hard to tear down and I just couldn't even get halfway. I couldn't even make a dent into it. And it really resonates with you after the fact when someone says that. Because like, I always get mad. I'd say, well, why didn't you tell me that? Or why did you have to wait until after the fact when things were bad or when things were over, when you couldn't have just said it in the beginning? Like, hey, you have a wall up. Let me try to understand you. And, you know, even with the guy that I've been dating, you know, I've said a lot of things in my, of my past that have been hard. Um, I still have trouble communicating to the point where I will get upset about something and then I'll text him a really long thing because I feel like he's just going to not want to be with me anymore because I can't say what's on my mind. You know, I'm not like that. I'm an introvert through and through to the end. I've always had a hard time with saying how I feel, but I'm trying. And I think that's all you can do. But when it comes to relationships and especially with breakups and people say something like that, it's kind of makes you feel like you're not even worth somebody trying. You're not worth trying. Because if someone cared about you, they would confront you about it in a healthy way, a positive way, and say, I don't want to fix you. I want to understand you. I want to get to know the ins and outs of you, the goods, the bad. And I want to find a way to make it work. And I've just, I don't know, I've never found it. And I've had more of my exes tell me that. And I think to myself, or I used to think to myself, you know, am I the problem? You know, I said, I had to rethink it to myself all these years and say, I'm not always the problem. But we as two people together could be the solution to it. You could help me. And it's all about just, it's all about the balance. It's about helping somebody. You see them down, let's find a way to fix it. If you're unhappy with something, let's find a way to fix it. And not necessarily fix it to the point to be a better person, to fix the situation so... It's not as bad or it's as complicated. You know, when it comes to me having walls built up, sometimes talking about it is hard, clearly. 
But if you warm up to the idea that it's possible for me to get to a point where I can sit down and say things, even if they're little tiny tidbits of stuff, eventually I'm going to get to the point where, you know, I'm going to say, oh, I'm comfortable now, or I feel like I can come to you. But if they just don't want to bother, then fuck them, really. You know, I... I'm kind of glad and kind of sad, I didn't mean for that to rhyme, that I can relate to people when they say that their heart is broken because I know exactly how that feels. It sucks. It's not something fun. I don't recommend it to anyone. I don't recommend someone doing it to other people. Um, It is the worst feeling. It makes you feel like you're unwanted, like you're unworthy, like you're damaged. Like, all the bad connotations. And it took a while for me to learn how to love myself again um, with my relationship. You know, I had this relationship that literally almost broke me. And, you know, I wanted to tell you how I finally got through it. But, you know, I... I'm not. And you know what? I don't think I ever will. Maybe that's not something good for me to tell you if you're in a situation similar to where I was. But it's hard. It's hard to forget somebody who was always there. It's hard to forget someone who you based your whole life around. And maybe looking back at it now, it wasn't the healthiest relationship. But at that time, it was what I needed. And I thought I was happy. I thought I was head over heels in love and everything was great and I felt so ecstatic to know that I found somebody who wasn't how I compared my parents relationship to be that was shitty and it wasn't how I sought after guys that were like my father who were just shitty alcoholic people who didn't give a damn about women and I thought to myself you know I I broke out of it I unchained myself and I ran away from the bad and I stumbled upon something good but then I realized the good was just masked with the bad again and I I looked too far into the light to not see that there was darkness surrounding it and it was really hard you know my ex I think one of the reasons why I won't forget him is that he was a lot of my first. He really was. He was the first guy I had sex with. He was the first guy I said I love you to. He was the first guy I spent holidays with. And, you know, like I said, those stories I talked about, if you listen to those, they're both about my ex. You know, he was the first person I was introduced to a family for a while Um, but yeah I there's no way to go into this in a good way but I remember that day so vividly it was a Saturday it was actually the first day of fall which was even more shittier because he knew that was my favorite season but I remember I had the day off and I was just having a good day I did all fall things I went to Target And I kid you not, you guys, it took me months to go back to Target because I was so upset. 
when it happened. You know, he was at work and we were texting throughout the day saying, you know, how happy I am and all this and what I've been doing. And I said, I can't wait to see you later. And when we, I always got a text from him saying that he was home and I would always drive over there. He never picked me up or anything. And that day I got a text saying he had to come by and talk to me. And I was texting him and I said, is everything okay? What's going on? And I asked him, is it bad? And he said, yes. And I said, is it about us? And he said, yes. And he didn't text me back after because he was driving. I remember having a, basically a panic attack. I was getting so upset. I was, you know, when you have a panic attack, you kind of blank yourself out. I was just really going through it. I was so upset. I was crying. I thought to myself, what I thought to myself, and I, I hate myself for this. I said, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? You know? And so he gets there and he gets out of his car and I see him and I run out to him. I'm already crying. And then he just, you know, he said it. And so I, being the person, finally speaks up. I said, why? And I'll never forget what he said to me. He looked at me crying. He had tears in his eyes. His eyes were red. His face was red. I had been, been with him for 15 months and I had never seen him cry before in my life. It took this for him to cry. And he said to me, and this still makes me sad. It still hurts me. And it still triggers me to this day because I base it on all my relationships now. He said, I love you, but I don't see a future with you anymore. And it just, it really hurts. It really fucking hurts. Even two years later, the sting of it just latches onto your heart and twists it so much so it's so painful. To know that the person that you were with for 15 months was just slowly fading out of your life. And it's so fucking shitty to know that someone had such a different view than you did in the relationship where they are fading out and you still you still see the light, you still see the path so strong and he's erasing it. And it's so shitty. And I don't wish that pain on anybody because I can't tell you how much it stings to hear that. How hard it is to go on with dating people when you just think it's just gonna end because they don't see a future with you. And that's how you always envision a relationship to be is the end. It's not with us, it's just you and you're alone and you're crying and you're wondering to yourself, why am I not good enough for anybody? Why was I not good enough for that person? Why did they have to say that? Because now it's gonna be fabricated into my mind forever. It's gonna be stuck with me and I'm going to say the reason for all of it was because I wasn't good enough for a future. I wasn't good enough 
to be a girlfriend. So what makes you think I would be a good enough wife or anything like that? Um, and I remember we cried for so long. And actually, um, I threw up behind the dumpster because I was so distraught. And I hadn't eaten all day. So that was great. And he got a water for me out of his car and comforted me while I threw up. And I got into his car. I was like, please, please. I remember to myself, I was begging, probably on my knees, I'm not even lying. It was in the driveway of my house. And I said, please don't go. I can't, I can't let you leave. I can't live without you. And mind you, this was um, back in March of that year. I started, no, May, sorry. I started going to therapy because I was very depressed. And I stopped going to therapy, I think a week before this happened. Because I was like, you know what, I'm feeling a lot better. I feel content and all that. And then he did that. And I, you know what, you guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I went through the worst depression I ever did. I stopped eating for a while. It got to the point where I upset myself so much that my stomach hurt so bad. I cried at work. I cried in the bathroom for like a week straight. I would cry myself to sleep. I contemplated suicide. Because I thought to myself, no one will ever love me. No one will ever want to be with me. I'm not good enough for this person. What makes me think I'm going to be good enough for anybody else? I put myself down so much because I thought I was so unlovable. And I just wanted to apologize to myself from two years ago because I put myself through the ringer. And... She didn't deserve that. No one deserves that. No one deserves to hate themselves so much because of what a fucking person did to you. And I want to tell you now that if someone has done that to you and you're in a situation like that now where you're in such a rut, I want you to know what I wish I told myself. And you don't have to believe it. God knows I didn't. You are worthy of life. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of someone better than whatever that person was to you or could give to you or didn't give to you. I don't even care that I'm crying. I don't even care that my nose is running right now because it's... This is real. This is me. I'm crying in my dining room with the door shut alone and I don't care how I come off because it's important for me to let you know how I feel and here's the heart's truth the truth is this we'll never fully get over them but I think we can move on to a point where all they are to you is a memory a moment in time and I wrote that down because it's true. We need to be reminded 
that they were something and they were a moment in our life, a snapshot. And you can look back at pictures, but they can always go back into your phone in an album you don't see. If you're like me and still have actual photos in an album, tucked away in your closet that you can take out sometimes if you want to remember. But the best part is, is that you can store them away and you don't always have to see them or feel them. So I want to kind of give my own tips on how to survive a breakup from my point of view. I'm going to do the do's and the don'ts. And I think I'll do it like one do, one don't. So one thing that I did do during the time was I spent time with friends and my family. I remember that week I did something every single day. I went to see my friend. I went over to another friend's house. I went out with a friend. I did it because I didn't want to be alone in my room. I didn't want to be reminded of him. And I didn't want to have these thoughts in my head. And it helped me out. And maybe you're someone who likes to be alone, but I promise you, I know how that feels. I love my alone time. I love that. But if you get alone so much, you kind of start thinking about them more. And you start to spiral and you think of all the negatives and you get it in your head. So I found that spending time with friends and family is important. Um, Especially when I abandoned a lot of my friends during that relationship. I have not only had such a better bond with my friends, but I've made so many more friends than I ever did when I was with that person. Don't, by any means, text them. And I'm a hypocrite for saying that because I messaged my ex that night when it happened. I went out with my friends. I went bowling with one friend that actually turned out to be a tradition we've done now, except for now COVID. And I went for drinks with my other friend and stayed over a place. And I texted him. I woke up at 6 a.m. and saw that he read it, and I didn't get any response. So I went through my Twitter, deleted all my tweets of him, deleted all the pictures of him I put on Instagram, and yeah. Don't text them. Block them. I know it's hard to do, but you'll feel a lot better if you do it. Do take time for yourself. Focus on you. I did this a lot. I took time for myself and I really think that it did help me. I spent so long being with one person that I didn't really know who I was. I focused on things that I like doing. I focused on things that brought me joy. And I found that it really helped me. When you focus on yourself, you don't really have time to think about somebody else to get in the way of it. Don't drink it away. Yes, have a drink. When it happens, have some drinks. But don't make it become such a thing where you are out Partying and at bars every weekend to numb the pain because it doesn't. It only gives you a weak stomach and a hate for eggs because I had it so many times during hangover. I'm just starting to like them again. Do keep yourself busy, but also don't be too busy. And that coincides with each other. When I had that happen with my ex, I kept myself on such a busy schedule to the point where I wouldn't even have time to think about him. But it also got me to a point where I didn't have time 
for a lot of other things. I had myself on such a strict schedule. Schedule. I don't know why I said that weird. Maybe I didn't. I kept myself on such a strict schedule that I was crashing. And I've learned, like now, you know, I have things that I want to get done, but I don't have to get it done at that minute. I know I will get it done. But I like allowing myself to be a little bit more slower paced. Like even with today, I appreciate it more than if I know I have to go here, here, zip, zip, down to the crunch time. Do cry a lot. Please cry when it first happens. Cry all week. Don't let it suppress. Do not let it suppress. I have learned that even crying at work, crying to my friends, crying alone in bed, listening to music helps. It doesn't make you look weak. It makes you human and that's okay. And you don't have to care about the fact that maybe they don't cry over you. If you feel something that is hurting you and on your chest, literally on your chest, let it out because you'll feel a lot better. I promise you. And maybe you feel like you're going to cry and so you have no more tears or you feel like it's never going to end, but it will because you'll realize how tiring it is to do it over some person, but you need to allow yourself to get it out. Do not right away rebound or date people. I spent that whole other year on dates with people and I kind of wish that I stayed single longer. I did it because I wanted to prove myself that I could be with other people. And in the end, I ended up hurting people or ghosting people or not letting things work out because I was so consumed with comparing them to my ex. And I wish I didn't do that. I really wish I didn't. Because I wish I gave them a chance. Do listen to music. Music, when I say is the most healing form of therapy I can get for free, I listen to so much music, even sad music, pump up music, bad bitch music, in your feels. And I was so grateful last year, like remember when concerts were a thing, to hear so many of the artists I listened to get me through the worst shit in my lifetime. At that moment, it was like they were talking to me and they understood. Don't get revenge by stalking them or their new significant other. I still did it even after the fact that he's not with her anymore. And all it's just going to do is make you sick to the point where you feel like that's your routine to do. Do not see how they are doing. Do not check up on them because if they're not checking up on you, then why the fuck are you giving them any of your time during the day to do it yourself? Get out of that habit of checking up on them because they wouldn't have left you unread if you had texted them. Do appreciate your alone time. I appreciate this so much. Like so, so much. And you know, being alone is not supposed to mean you're lonely. Being alone is a time for you to appreciate all that you are. Do things that you wanted to do that they didn't want to do with you. I got so much stuff done in the two years of my life that I was without this person. I graduated grad school. I started a podcast. I did so much writing. 
I went to so many cool places with my friends. I got to spend time with my friends. I went to my mom's wedding. I gave a speech. I gained my goal weight. I did it because I put myself first. And I appreciate the time I was by myself instead of obsessing over and crying over the fact that I couldn't see somebody. I took all that pain and I did something with it. Do not beg for them back. It's not worth it. It's not worth your time or energy. Because if they wanted you, they would have showed you. They wouldn't have broken up with you. And that's a sad, harsh truth. But it's real. And that's all I have to say on that. So I'm going to spend the last eight minutes reading an article that I wrote on getting a heart broken. And I actually wrote it for my friend who went through a shitty breakup with somebody. I never told her about it, but... It's called, to anyone going through heartbreak, here's what you need to remember. Let's hope I can read this fast. I want you to do something for me. I want you to stop what you're doing and take a deep breath. It doesn't matter where you are right in this moment, whether you're sitting alone in your room in complete darkness to hide your face covered with tears, whether you're out at a noisy bar right now with your friends who brought you out to have a fun night, but you'd rather escape out the window from the bathroom, or whether you're outside for the first time all day because the thought of inhaling fresh air instead of the same stale air you've grown accustomed to in the past few days enticed you. I want you to close your eyes when you do this. I know it seems weird, especially if you're out right now, but trust me. I know you can't see anything right now, but I want you to really hear what's going on right now. Whether it's silence, slurred words from the group near you, or the hush of the wind brushing through your uncombed hair. Do you know what that feels like? How you're feeling in this moment? Control. You have control over this moment. I know it's not something you've been used to. Maybe this is the first time you felt like someone isn't spinning you out of control. It's a tiny fragment of an accomplishment to be able to gain back a sense that you have a say in what's going on. Because for a while you lost that and you're still probably learning how to get it back. I want you to know first and foremost how beautiful you are. How without your smile, the world would be a little dimmer. Maybe that person you were with didn't see how you could light up a whole room and decided to take it away from you. I hope you know your smile is still there and the corners of your mouth would really love to turn upwards every once in a while instead of always being down. But it will take time and I know when you start to make it genuine, the world will breathe a heavy sigh of relief. I want you to know that none of this was your fault. I know the first thing we tend to do to ourselves when someone who's supposed to love you hurts you is we put the blame on us. We go back to the beginning of the relationship to pick apart every single detail. Anything that you could have changed when it was a stupid argument, whether it was a stupid argument over plans or the first time in your relationship where you felt things were going sour. But I think the more we go back to those times, instead of seeing them as just memories now, makes the healing process that much harder. Believe me, I'm one to know. I know how it feels to want to relish on those moments of pure bliss and blinded love. We do it so much to ourselves that we forget why it didn't work out in the first place. And now we're left with trying to pick up the broken pieces of our heart all by ourselves because the one person we trusted to hold it in the palm of their hand dropped it. I want you to know how strong you are, even if you don't believe it yourself, even if the thought of getting out of bed every single day makes your knees weak and head hurt, even if the thought of having to go back to your regular routine without that one person who used to be constant is no longer a part of the equation. I want you to know I see how you managed to pull the covers off you instead of letting them consume you. 
I want you to know I see how good you're able to hold it together when I know all you want to do is break down and crumble. And that's okay, because here's the thing. Heartbreak sucks. It's to this day one of the absolute hardest things I've ever had to deal with. There was a time that I couldn't make it through the day unless I cried. So please, I'm begging you, just cry. Because if you continue to let it fester inside of you, you're going to explode and you won't know how to handle it. So go ahead and cry to your friends in the car, to your mom on the rocks at the beach while it's drizzling, or on your pillow as it becomes stained with your tears. But know this, there's going to be a day that those tears turn into happy tears from laughing with your loved ones until your stomach hurts and you can no longer see out of your eyes. But here's the thing. I can't predict when that will happen for you. Believe me, I wish I could. I wish I could take the pain you're feeling right now, bottle up, and throw it into the ocean and let the waves take it away as far as possible. I wish I could take some of your pain away and never have to see you cry over someone who would never shed a tear over you. Someone who took you for granted and didn't see the amazing human being you are. I need you to remember that you're worth it. That even on your toughest days where you want to give up because it's easier than living in a fog that the skies will clear and your light will come back. I don't know why the people who are supposed to love us and tell us they will never hurt us end up changing their mind. I don't know why it's okay for them to just up and leave you when you thought everything was good and you were going forward instead of three steps back. I don't know why you have to be the one to reevaluate your entire life choices and decisions while they're out there planning a new life with someone else. But I do know this, and you can roll your eyes and throw your phone or computer, whatever you're using to read this. I know that there's going to be someone out there for you who sees you for the person you tried to give to the other one who took you for granted. A person who will help you pick up the broken pieces of your heart and one by one fit them back together and kiss and hold on tight to every single shard. Maybe you won't even see them coming because I know you're not looking for someone right now. The thought of that is too painful, but I want you to know that I'm proof of this. I'm proof of someone who lived in her own tiny version of hell months ago. I'm proof of someone who dealt with their own heartbreak and had moments where I wanted to just give up. I'm proof of someone who learned how to heal the right way and not with alcohol and a new guy every weekend. I'm proof of someone who learned to fall back in love with herself after being tainted with what I thought was the right version of love. I'm proof that you can find someone out there who will change your mind about what it means to be happy and not second-guessing or questioning every move you make. I'm proof that the light will come back to you when you thought you lost it for good. So give love a second chance. You owe yourself that because you were able to get through the fire and come out with some scars. But you made it and I'm so proud of you for getting up and continuing to get out into this world instead of letting the world close you in. I can't wait to see you flourish. And when you fall for someone this time, make sure they're there to catch you and not leave you crashing onto the pavement. That is all for this episode, you guys. I hope it wasn't too emotionally packed. I know I shed some tears. Maybe you did, but I hope that you have a great rest of your day. And I hope you took something from this and I hope I was able to help you in any way possible, whether you're going through something like this similar now or still have those memories in your mind. I will talk to you guys all next week. Bye.